Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning and welcome to the TexasLending.com Mortgage Hour. I am your hostess, Tress Collins. I'm kind of sitting in for Kevin Miller because he's not here. That bum. He's not here. (laughs) But I am here with inappropriate Uncle Bubba and Mr. William Cobb. Thank you for joining us again. So... Actually, hey. my real name is Gary Alexander. That's sure, not, April that's Fools. Not my Whatever. Inappropriate <laughs> Uncle Bubba name that Kevin gives me, but uh, okay, we'll go with Gary. All right. So well, he's okay. he's inappropriate himself, so that's fine. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so we are here to answer your questions. We really want to because if you don't send us questions for me to read, then we have to make small talk, and that's hard sometimes. So <laughs> yeah, then we get, then we get into peppers and. And babies, people having babies like William next to us. Well, not William, but his wife. Right. Thank God. (laughs) So let's just start off right out the gate. Text us your question, 972-387-4600. Maybe you're looking to buy a property. Maybe you want to do a cashback refinance. Or maybe you just want to do a rate and term refinance to see if you can get a lower rate. Uh, It could happen. But (laughs) anyway, under bizarre circumstances, it could happen. (laughs) Text us your question, 972-387-4600. Or if you just want to talk to a loan officer and give them your information, the call is free. It's the same number, 972-387-4600. All right, gentlemen, Mm -hmm. what's going on? Well, what has gone on this week? Rates kind of stabilized, to be honest with you. We um, had a big meeting this week with Kevin and uh, talked about where rates were at and where we were going. And really, we're, we're back to where it was in, in 2019. So it's it's kind of full really? steam ahead. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Wow. I don't, I mean, like I said, I, you know, interest rates, you know, I mean, they're still great. Like I said, I'll always say you, the first ha- house I bought in 1982 had a 19% interest rate. Yeah, there's and that. I was glad to get it. Yeah. Uh, but I got, got my first house, you know. They, it was just, you know, that's where, where it is what it is. I mean, if you're going to if you're buying a house right now, be prepared, you know, for that uh interest rate right now right away. Uh 4 and a half or so. Um for conventional loans we're right there in the 4s, mid 4s or so. How about FHA? Um we're closer to the the higher 3s, lower 4s with that um, rate. I mean with 660, 680 credit scores. It can be still in the still in the, the threes, right? And so Williams, uh, the king of our purchase team, basically, 
one of the kings there. <laughs> so he, if you have questions about purchase, what's going on, he's dealing with realtors every day, dealing with borrowers every day, issues about purchasing a house. Uh, today is your day to ask those questions because he's here. And um, if you're looking to buy a house, it's a good, good, good place to get a little sound off and kind of get an idea where things are at, for sure. What kind of issues are you seeing? A lot of customers I'm talking with are in either on waiting lists for new builds or getting into a new build uh, situation because it's a little bit tougher to find homes that have already pre-existing. Mm. And the biggest question that I get is, am I getting a good deal from this builder? And in most cases, I mean, when you look at the fine print, whatever money that they're giving you or as incentives is being charged to you somewhere else. So yeah. I encourage everybody, call in and just have somebody look at it with you and do an apples-to-apples apples comparison and really see if you're getting a good deal or not. And when you're dealing with build jobs, you're talking months in advance. Are you having people that are trying to lock loans? A lot of people are doing that. Uh, you know, six months in advance with their, you know, I had a guy want, wanted to lock a loan six months in advance. And we mm -hmm. could do it, but it was a build job, and I'm just sure as... You know, I didn't, I, I, I did it, but they, you know, they said it was okay to do, but mm -hmm. I don't know. It, uh, uh, but I guess probably with, you know, with rates going, I mean, if you listen to the show, Kevin says rates are, go are, are still going to go up mm -hmm. and they have to go up. And he said he doesn't see them coming down in the six to eight month range. Uh, I'm curious to see how that plays out. I'm telling clients the the best thing to do is to protect yourself both ways. If you can find a lender that will lock it in for that amount of time, great. Protect yourself that way. But also keep shopping when you're in that 45 to 60-day window before it's time to actually move in. Because at that point, all of us lenders can actually give you options that we can stand behind. Mm. Mm. All right. What are you seeing, Gary, as far as issues? Well, I, I'm a refinance guy, cash out refinance. Uh, that's why I always got into that business back in 2002. I just I learned real quickly when I got into the business that if people need money out of their house, they're going to get it. Uh, doesn't matter what the interest rate is. Uh, it, it is what it is. <laughs> they're going to get. They're going to get it. And you know, and right now, of course, the equity in homes is still uh, sky high. Just sky high. And like I was telling them, you guys, uh, we were trying to buy a house for my youngest son last week here in Farmer's Branch. And uh, me and me and my wife were going in together to help him, you know, buy this house. And so the house was listed like 389000 Um, We offered four fifty cash. Did you get it? Nope. No, <laughs> it went for like almost five hundred, uh, but not cash. But but still, still we. I mean, we were giving them a sixty-day lease back, free lease back, even. Uh, it, it, it. I just that's, that's crazy. So <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, I'm seeing that with a lot of clients that are wanting to sell their property and use that as the down payment for the next home. Uh huh. I'm advising like. Talk to your your agent and let the sellers or let the buyers know that you want to stay in this home for fifty nine or, or sixty days while you find your next place. Right, because con contingencies to on pre approvals, not yeah. a lot of not a lot of people want to want to accept that. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Well, yeah. sounds like an exciting world out there. <laughs> it is. It, it's it's, a, tough. it's a. It's it's always something. 
It's always something. Yeah, a few years ago, it was, uh, you know, there were so many houses um, on the market. Uh, you know, seller would pay closing costs uh, just, you know, to get a buyer. And, I mean, that was a long, I guess that was a lot longer time ago. But I remember it vividly mm-hmm. you, that you were kind of, if you were if you were out there shopping for a house, you were kind of in the driver's seat. And, and now uh, the sellers are in the driver's seat. But the, 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 the quandary for a lot of people is, Hey, I've got this house. I've got this uh, 2.875% interest rate on it. Uh, you, you, you know, look what I'm going to get now. I'm going to get four and a half. Or, uh, am I downsizing? Am I upsizing? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if I can sell my house, do I know that I can get a house? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to end up in uh, in pods, you know? True. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's been a seller's market for a while in the DFW area with yeah. large companies moving their headquarters here or opening up, you know, big warehouses for their businesses and what have you. So do you find that it's different now than when it first became a seller's market, you know, just a few years ago? Yes. Um, I was listening to the radio on the way way to work today. And um, I forget what station it was, but um, they were talking about the DFW Metroplex being like the fastest growing metropolis in the country right now. Uh, I couldn't believe it when I heard it, but I mean, when you're seeing it every day, it makes sense. Um, There's so many people calling in to to just find out how much they qualify for or what payments would look like. And um, it's a a busy time. Yeah. Still crazy. You know, and I have a lot of people too that are taking cash out of their house and buying properties. Oh. They have a lot of equity. Uh, just yeah, recently, yesterday, or I've had several. I've, I've, I, this is the first time in the business that I've ever written pre-approvals on somebody taking cash out to buy another house. I had never <laughs> done that before <laughs> until this year. Uh, I said, they go, well, I go, I'm taking this $300,000 cash out. I'm buying this uh, second home. I need a pre-approval letter saying that I'm going to have that cash. And I go, wow, okay, I, yeah, I, I can definitely do that, you know, as long, <laughs> as long as the appraisal comes in. And, you know, we haven't had any problems with appraisals too much. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of it's kind of a different world out there. You know, every, every day is something different. Uh, you know, and some people are fortunate, too. There's a guy down in Houston. He, he's the house next door to him. The, the little old lady was moving to a nursing home and, she wanted to sell it. She didn't want to hassle with the whole thing, and so he got to he bought that house for really, you know, way under list price, mm-hmm. uh, just because he knew that lady next door, and she she only wanted X amount of dollars, so he got a he got a steal of a deal, and he got a rental property next door to his house. So mm. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of creative things going on out there, financing wise, and you know, stuff like that. But people are taking that money and doing stuff with it uh, because their the equity is going to be replaced. Now, is this boom? I, the, the question I get all the time is, well, is this boom ever going to go away? Well, Kevin kind of shed light on that last week when he said kind of like, well, you know, he goes, in this economy, there's going to be jobs lost. And when there's jobs lost, people then have to sell houses because they can't afford them. But I don't know if you have seen the rental market. Where are they going to go? But at least the, you know they're they're selling a house. They're getting money. Yeah, they would you know wait until another day maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. it, I mean I never thought of it like that. But w- when he brought that up last week, when we started talking about the economy, mm-hmm. you know, 
I mean, I can't even tell you in the mortgage industry just in the last three months how many people have lost their job. It's uh, because the refinance market basically is gone, except mm-hmm. for cash out. Mm-hmm. You know, and luckily with cash outs, what we do best here, and also purchase is what we do best. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it, building that purchase team that uh, we've done over the last few years to do nothing but purchase, that was a great idea, uh, and it, it is working well for us. Let me ask you this. So back in uh, the summer of 2020, in the fall, it seemed like appraisal waivers were the in thing because of the pandemic and the shut-ins and, you know, don't leave your house. Um, Are those still a thing? Appraisal waivers? Do those things still happen? Well, they do. But cash out, there's no appraisal waivers. You have to have a cash uh, appraisal no matter what. Mm -hmm. But I've seen on purchase, you know, I've seen a purchase – uh, appraisal waivers still uh, still out there yeah, yeah. i see quite uh, a few people yeah. are um you know selling their current homes and they've got quite a bit of down payment to put on their next property and that's something i check on on every file um is just to make sure whether we do actually have to have an appraisal or, or not right but the thing is a lot of times people want an appraisal they want to know what their house is worth mm-hmm. you know when mm-hmm. they buy it I had one indicator where I said, "Well, you got an appraisal waiver here. You don't have to have an appraisal." Oh, I want an appraisal. You know. So they got <laughs> one anyway. They got one anyway, even though they didn't need one. Interesting. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to know if I sign some sort of <laughs> appraisal waiver form when I'm purchasing a home that I'll pay X, Y, Z no matter what. I'm not sure if I'd want to know that <laughs> if, if it was really worth that or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth more. It was worth more than what he's paying for it. Well, that's so, good. But that was Decatur, you know. That, that, yeah. mm, it's kind of yeah. out there. Yeah, so. it's out there. It's not like Farmer's Branch. <laughs> it, yeah, it's not like right here in our back. Well, you know, you, you, you hear Farmer's Branch and you think, oh, wow, you know. You're way out in the country. <laughs> oh, I know. When I first moved to the DFW area and I heard the town of Farmer's Branch and then the, the colony, I was like, when I heard the colony, I was like, is that a cult? <laughs> what is that? And they're like, I know, it's a town. I'm like, and it's called The Colony? How? I thought that was the most bizarre thing. And then I, there was Farmer's Branch and I was like, what? <laughs> That sounds yeah. like an M. Night Shyamalan movie of some sort. Yes. The Colony. The city. The colony. <laughs> Farmer's Branch is the city in a park. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that something you just came it's up the, with? No, that's what they say. That's is that what the city, city That's their say. slogan? Yeah. Uh, how, it used to be the best living that. place. But now it's not. Now, now they're it's just the city, city in a park. park. Yes. Yeah. Well. We got no, that going for us. Haven't seen that out there. All right. Well, <laughs> you guys, we have questions coming in, which is great. Get your question in. 972-387-4600. There's a lot of moving parts to buying a home, to even just doing a cashback refinance. There's lots of things that can happen that can throw a hiccup in your little pathway to going where you want to go. So we're here to clear that up for you if we possibly can. 972-387-4600. But Right now, we got to go to break, but we'll be back answering more of your questions here on DFW, Sp- DFW Sports Station 105.3 The Fan. Live. It- Live. <laughs> hey, everyone. And we're back. And I'm here back. with Mr. Gary Alexander. That's what he says his real name is. 
also known as inappropriate Uncle Bubba and Mr. William Cobb. Thank you again for being with us. So we have we have a lot of questions rolling in. Are you guys ready? Absolutely. All right. Slow down. <laughs> Credit score of six ninety, ninety thousand dollars a year, and eight thousand dollars down. I did have a foreclosure four years ago. Can I qualify for a loan? You absolutely can. Um, we have a, a new department here. There's so actually, let me back up. There are a lot of different loan options out there for everybody, and with the four major loan types that most lenders offer, whether it's an FHA loan, a VA loan, conventional loan or even a USDA loan, there's certain um, requirements that we have to meet. And if we have an, a foreclosure, there's typically a four to a seven year requirement for a waiting period. Um, there is what are called non-traditional home loans that, that are available now. And they offer options for one day out of a foreclosure or one day out of Chapter 13 bankruptcy. And um, we've started a new department here at Texas Lending that is just dedicated to this non-traditional um, option. So hmm. if you have been told no somewhere else, please give us a call, and we'll, we'll let you know that there are options available. Do they just it's ask called a non-QM, non-qualifying mortgage, which means it doesn't oh. qualify under conventional or FHA. What is FHA, a foreclosure? I believe it, foreclosure is four years with FHA, and we're with certain extenuating circumstances that could possibly be two. Depending on whether there's short sale or something like that. I remember, there. yeah, there's some criteria there. Well, four years and then being able to do FHA would be better than non-QM non for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. No doubt about it. Um, the uh, the, only, the only caveat is, like I said, the uh, the, the FHA um, uh, buying FHA and conventional uh, when it comes to buying houses nowadays. Well, you know more about that, but I mean, I'm, I guess we won't get into that. But it's kind of a crazy deal. Well, they say they have eight thousand dollars to put down. I'm guessing. Mm. Is you think that's gonna I know that depends on where they're looking. Texas is a big state, but mm -hmm. is that going to be sufficient in the DFW area, do you think? Um, probably not, uh, depending upon what – I don't think he mentioned what price range home they're interested in. They did not. But with FHA, um, the down payment requirement is 3.5% of whatever the sales price of the home is. But one thing I like to let clients know is when you're buying a house, no matter what lender you use or, or what type of home you buy or, or what type of loan you use to buy it, every nickel that you use will wind up in one of four different buckets. Hmm. You've got your down payment. You've got what a lender will, will charge you to do a home loan, what a title company will charge you to work up all your title work. Mm -hmm. And the last bucket is your escrow account, mm -hmm. just another fancy word for a savings account. Yeah, so when you say you have $8,000, you really don't have enough because you have to have closing costs too. Uh, and those closing costs on a have s really skyrocketed over the years. Uh, the nice thing is usually the seller pays the title policy. So, um, the, you know, you're in, so you're still out, you know, $6,000 on top of what you put down. Mm -hmm. So... You know, if you then then you're looking for either gift funds or you're looking to save more money, basically. Yep. A good rule of thumb is like for all four of those boxes, for FHA loans specifically, um, take the sales price and just multiply it by seven percent, and that will be a good average idea of how much money you'll need for the entire home purchase. Oh, that's that's a that's a nice little rule of thumb there. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Hey, let me, let me write that down. <laughs> yeah, you do that. You do that. Okay, before we go to our next question, I actually have a question that I'm bringing to the table from 
someone was just like, hey, da -da -da. I'm like, hey, I don't know. Let me ask. So a question is, let's say you pay for a home outright in cash. Um, can you still have some type of escrow payment where you can pay your taxes and things out monthly or do you, you have to pay them? Yeah, it's called the a savings year? account. Just a savings account? Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, I mean, you're, you have to self you have to self save that. Nobody's going to service the uh, service of paid in cash house. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's mm -hmm. what I. That yeah. was the question. How would they get paid? <laughs> I don't know. That's <laughs> why we're asking. <laughs> what, what my wife and I do is we've got just a we've set up an auto draft out of our you know joint checking account that goes for the taxes and insurance and it's just auto done every month. Right. And when it's time to pay, that is the account that is for paying these things. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Y'all ready for the next question? Ooh, do you guys expect rates to go down later this year or in 2023? I wish I had a crystal ball I, that could actually tell me that answer. Little magic eight ball mm. you can shake up. <laughs> um, the Fed says they're going to raise rates for the next. I want to say five more times this year is, is the last thing I heard. So anytime. That builds, you know, into the, the whole scheme of things. Now, if you listen to the show, you hear Kevin tell you, the overnight rate is not the mortgage rate. Right. It doesn't have any – it does have something to do with it long term, but it's not, it's not tied to the 10-year bond with, like mortgages are. Um, the overnight rate the is overnight what rate they is charge The overnight rate is money banks. they charge each other, basically, to borrow money. Overnight. overnight for a yeah. day and for the longest time it was zero yeah now it's what is it now it's a half is it a half i, I didn't check this yeah much no i think it's they've raised it twice i think it's like a half right now and then they're talking about still raising it yeah i'm telling all my friends the the main thing to do with with what you're hearing in the news and seeing in the news is look at the debt that's on your credit card because mm. those interest rates are yeah. what's i've already gone up and continue to go up and let's say you do have Four percent or four point seven five percent on a on a convention on a loan for your home. It's better than nineteen or twenty two percent on your credit card. Yeah. Or twenty seven percent. There you go. Or, yeah. yeah. I think it was like twenty nine or something. I don't know. I I I came home this week to a, a letter in the mail from Bank of America saying they were closing my my credit card. I haven't used it in probably five years, but oh. you know it has a thirty five thousand dollar line. And they just said, well, you know, you haven't used this. And, you know, we just think it's, you know, probably a good idea if we just close this. <laughs> you know, so, so <laughs> maybe they're looking at the forecast and they're saying, well, everybody's going to he's going to charge this thing up, you know. Well, I mean, as long as I pay it back. But I think they're looking at it and they're going, man, we're wasting time and resource on this guy who's not making us any money. <laughs> this is our <laughs> last piece of paper. We're just going to close his account. But I, but I, <laughs> I made him money in the past. I, you know, it's I'm not just what, saying maybe. It's what have you done for me lately. <laughs> right? That's, that's, the whole, you know, that's the whole thing. It's not what they can do for you, but what you can do for them, Gary. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's see. Gosh, I think we probably have time to answer another question. Are you guys ready? Mm -hmm. Let's see. After you refinance, how often do people see a credit score dip and for how long? You might see a short lull for, you know, a good month or two, but it's just because your old mortgage, the one that you just completed, is closed. And for a moment, there's one less trade line or account reporting on your credit report. Mm. Let the new one show up. And start let let the uh, payments start to record on your on your credit report, and you'll see the the it come right back up. 
Hmm. You know, your credit report basically is the amount, really the revolving credit and the amount that you have charged is where your your credit score hits basically come from. Um, in, of course, you go out and buy a new truck. Well, there you go. You, you've got a $40,000 loan with a $40,000 balance, so that hurts. And no payment history. And no payment. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, when you buy something like that, immediately it does take a hit. Uh, it's not – it just depends on where your credit score is. You know, if you're yeah. 620, yeah, it's going to drop you under 500 for a few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's basically your revolving credit. I, You know, this couple, they say, we pay all our bills. We pay all our bills. They go, yeah, you pay all your bills. But every every credit card you have is is maxed or over maxed. Uh, you, you're making the minimum payments, but you're not catching up. Uh, so let's do a cash out refinance and then pay all that and increase your cash flow by twelve hundred dollars a month. Oh, oh, well, that's a good idea. Yep. <laughs> we were able to save um, someone last last month um, on a cash out refinance. I don't get to do as many as you, Gary, but every <laughs> once in a while I get to help some yeah, past clients. No. But I mean, just sitting like you know. Life gets gets busy. You start making your paying your bills, but when you get to sit down and really look at everything that's listed on a credit report, and start to pick out like, well, if we paid this off, this would reduce, you know, by this mm-hmm. amount of payment. You, you're you really do see that. Wow, I, I could really just shuffle some paper around and put an extra five hundred dollars in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cash flow's king, especially now. I mm-hmm. think. It's a thing. And I think it's definitely worthwhile at least calling to see, you know what, can I do that? Yeah. I mean, the worst you can say is no, and that's a rare occasion, and it's absolutely free. Yeah. The phone call is free. It just costs you a little bit of time, and uh, it used to cost you cell phone minutes, but everybody Mm -hmm. has unlimited minutes, so you don't have an excuse there. (laughs) Do they still have that little thing on there that says uh, check your rates to see if uh, what the charges are or something? Yes, certain rates may apply, but just about everybody has unlimited texts and minutes. But if you don't, we know maybe they don't. Get it changed. (laughs) You guys, thank you so much for your questions. Keep them rolling in. We still have 30 minutes left. And we need need more of your questions so we can get more answers out to you. 972-387-4600 is the text line. It's also the line to call a loan officer just to get the ball rolling. Ask your questions in person. And um, I think everybody here is friendly. We have friendly (laughs) loan officers, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. <laughs> I haven't seen them in a long time. <laughs> 972-387-4600. Send us your text, and we, we'd be glad to read them and answer them best we can. Of course, we can't answer them. Well, Gary will make something up. <laughs> so we'll be back here on DFW we'll Sports talk Final Station. Four. <laughs> 105.3 The Fan. Hello. Welcome back. TexasLending.com Mortgage. Woohoo! Saturday morning extravaganza. Because everybody wants to talk about mortgages you on Saturday morning. Don't yes, you? I don't do. you? I do Absolutely. every Saturday morning. Oh, well, if I'm not golfing. We're the in crowd, people. We are the in crowd. <laughs> it's the one thing I actually know how to do pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, William. Kudos. That's awesome. We have more questions. Are you guys ready? Yes. All right. Someone texts in says, that we bought a home in Keller in June 2021 from an 85-year-old woman heading to assisted living. Then we put our North Richland Hills home um, of five years, and it sold within 24 hours above asking. 
Question, are appraisals catching up with the values and asking prices of the seller's market? And then they said, P.S., we did our mortgage through Texas Lending, an amazing service. Thank you so much for that little plug. That's yeah, great. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, you know, I'm not seeing a whole lot of um, appraisals coming in low or, or, or really low um, compared to the uh, the asking price. Um, I'm maybe a few thousand. I think the worst I've seen in the past six months is like 10,000 under. But that's because they offered 40 grand over. Oh. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, how does that work? Go into that. When you're offering, people have to realize that when you're offering over, you still have to go by the uh, the appraised value, right? Yes. So what happens in that case when you write a contract and uh, the, it comes back, uh, the appraisal comes back more, do they go in and ask for uh, a different loan amount, or what do they do? Like a well, if you're if you're signing a sales contract to, to purchase a home, there's there's a few things to make sure you do know. Mm -hmm. um, let's say you want to buy a home for four hundred thousand dollars, and the appraisal comes back at four fifteen. Well, mm -hmm. you're protected because you've already signed a contract that says I'm gonna, I'm going to pay four hundred thousand dollars for this home. Right. And I got some fifteen thousand dollars worth of free equity. Right. Now, though, however, yeah, what's there are options that sellers are are asking the buyers to do is signing what's called an appraisal waiver form. It's saying that I will pay you four hundred thousand dollars for this home, even if it appraises for three fifty, or three sixty, or uh -huh. three three twenty. But then they jack up the what they think the value is, correct? That is true. And so then the appraisal has to. It doesn't matter what it comes in at, right? Mm -hmm. They have to pay. They have to pay. But it does affect your lending. It does. It does. I, I tell clients to make sure that when you're off placing these offers, talk with your agent and make sure they really feel that it, we're going to come close to what that, that sales price of the home is. And that's where making sure that your, your realtor really is good at what they do and have been in the industry and, and uh, are, are exceptional. Ba mm -hmm. Basically, you don't want to look at a, a newer or a fresher agent or at least make sure that they have um, a team with them that they can really help. Now, when you're Looking at placing these offers, you'll have um, options of signing an appraisal waiver. And you can sign a full appraisal waiver, which will mean that I'm going to pay this price for this home now, no matter what the appraisal comes back at. Or you can, you can uh, protect yourself a little bit better by saying you can sign a partial appraisal waiver, mm -hmm. which will mean that I will pay plus maybe $10,000. But mm -hmm. if it comes in any lower than that, then we have the option to walk away. See, so this is really good information because we haven't never really even touched on this before on this show mm. because it's kind of the – my ears are virgin to this because I've <laughs> never – you know, I had not dealt with it, so I, I don't know. You know, I have several people out looking for houses that are, you know, what they call self-source purchase, but I haven't heard anything about this, uh, this, this partial waiver or – the appraisal waiver that says that you're going to pay you're going to pay this amount no matter what. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. That's so really interesting. So you see that often on nine out of ten contracts right now. Wow, that's often. Wow, mm -hmm. that that that's the truth <laughs> of it. Huh? It's crazy out there. Crazy, I say. All right, are you ready for the next question? Mm. I am currently renting $1,400 a month. I'm single and I make $100,000 a year. I have about $10,000 left to pay on my car, $8,000 in debt, and a 650 credit score. I have $15,000 in savings and $30,000 in a 401k. What should I focus on to help get approved for a home in six to nine months? What did she say her credit score was? I can't read that on my... She or he... 
650. 650. I would say the main thing to focus on, if there are any credit cards that are yep. currently open, bring those balances down to as low as they possibly can. Don't don't pay them off, but bring it down to you know maybe under fifty dollars or something like that, and kind of keep it that way. I have a, a trick that I tell clients that if once you bring these these cards down, don't close them out because if you have yeah. fewer accounts on your reporting to your credit report, that will do a doozy to your credit scores. Yeah, thanks Bank of America. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> but there are ways to there are ways to kind of kind of game the system. Um, my wife and I, we have uh, she has one credit card and I have one for myself. And the only things that they do, she pays our Netflix bill. And I pay our Amazon Prime bill with it. It's set up on recurring payments, and we set our debit card to pay the credit card off the day after it makes its payment. Mm. And we haven't touched those cards for the past five years. And on every month on autopilot, it shows it gets used, it gets paid, and it always shows a, a very low balance. And that's what maintains our credit scores. There you and go. yes, folks, the William Cobb Financial Show will be on right <laughs> after this. <laughs> Dave Ramsey doesn't have anything on him. <laughs> Nothing. Man, he's this little <laughs> hidden gem of finance. <laughs> but that's smart. That's really smart. So, all right, ready for the next question? Hey, guys. Oh, hold on. I think there's a lot of typos here. Let me. Hey, hey guys. guys. Our closing, closing costs cost okay. being split or, or buyer, buyer almost, almost paying, paying for everything. everything. So it's not eight closing costs, it's our closing. <laughs> well, when you're, when you're placing offers, if you're the buyer and you're, you're placing these offers on these homes, you got to kind of put yourself in the seller's shoes. They want to accept the, the most that they can for their home, and they want to pay as little as they can out of pocket as well. So in this market, you're be prepared to um, pay for just about all of those closing costs yourself mm. because that's the most enticing bid you can give those sellers. Now, there's one thing that you can do is you can price closing costs into your rate. Um, and it used to be really huge in FHA. I don't know where the spreads are anymore. I have the spreads come down a lot uh, with the r higher interest rates on what FHA, uh, uh, where you can use to pay closing costs to go up on your rate, like a quarter point and pay a point or so. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can, I mean, if you'd like to adjust your payment just uh, maybe $10, $20, $50 a month, it's easy to, to have the lender cover three, four, five grand worth of your closing costs. Right. Yeah. And you're just basically pricing it into your rate. Uh, you know. The same thing that those down payment assistance things you really do is you, they do your down DPA, down payment assistance, gives you the mortgage credit thing. Mm -hmm. And then you're paying, you know, usually... 0.75 higher in rate, but ba basically that's what's paying your closing cost. Your not your closing cost, but your uh, but your down payment. Um. And th those things, um, I have a lot of clients call in about them. And the main thing to look at those things are, you know, at the end of the day, you've got your down payment and you've got closing costs. Mm -hmm. So whether you're bringing five or six or ten grand and calling it down payment, or five or six or ten grand and calling uh -huh. it closing costs, you're still bringing ten grand to buy your house. Yeah. No matter. Yeah. What. Yeah, and so a lot of the times you can you can pay that cost in your rate cheaper than you can get the the down payment assistance. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that's and, and that's one of the reasons we don't do them here. Uh, you, just there are better ways to approach ways. getting that money than yeah. than doing that option. All right, let's try to squeeze in one more question before the break. 
Let's say I put down 30% on a new home and finance the rest through a lender. If I plan on paying off the remaining balance after closing and after my existing home sells, do I have to divulge that information to the lender? No, you don't. But Comma. I'll just say what happens to the lender is if you don't make six payments on that house, then it's called an EPO, an early payoff, all right? I would suggest that you at least make six payments before you pay it off because then they have to pay back the money that uh, that they made on your loan. A lot of uh, loan officers have kind of gotten wise to that over the past two years mm -hmm. with how much how much home values have risen. Mm -hmm. That um, that's one of the questions that they ask is you know the definition of long term financing is six consecutive payments and right. whether that's not going to be met. Well, that's on the loan officer for for not yes. asking the right questions. Right, and then. It's, it, it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's not, you don't have to divulge that information, but you do like, I mean, sometimes it, the people want to do a home equity cash out, but they're taking the money and wanting to buy another house and they're planning on doing that before they make six payments or whatever. And then they're, but they're, you're, you're, then you're committing, committing fraud because they says, do you intend to live, this is going to be your primary residence and mm -hmm. you know, technically it's not going to be your primary residence. I mean, it's a real thin line. I mean, you know, you're not going to go to jail for it or anything like that, but it's just uh, <laughs> well, it's just. <laughs> I just think it, it goes to character. Myself, you know, I'm not questioning yours. I'm just saying, hey, uh, you know, just to tell you, I just tell you what, what it is out there. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of watch out for that because back in, before, there used to be when the EPO hit, the loan officer was on the hook for it. Oh. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. For at least half of it, I think, is what they I, – I, I remember I got hit for it once because I remember my paycheck. I go, wait, wait what happened to my paycheck? Yep. <laughs> oh, by the way. That's uh, why I started asking those questions. You had an EPO, <laughs> and th but this was several years ago. I said, I did? And they go, yeah. And, wow. Uh, it's in the fine print of your contract that if, you know, there's there's an early payoff that, you know, you're going to take some of the uh, the brunt of it. So – that's a real wah, wah, wah. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we have more questions coming in. Be sure to get your question in. We are in the, we're in the final countdown, y'all. This is the last segment after our break. Get your questions in. We'll try to get them answered as quickly as we can in our lightning round. 972-387-4600 is the number to text your question to. It's also the number to call if you just want to find out more information, get your foot in the door, see what needs to happen. No doesn't mean no forever. No means, hey, what can I do to make it a yes? 972-387-4600. We'll be back to answer more of your mortgage questions here on DFW Sports Station 105.3 The Fan. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. We the things we talk <laughs> about in between the breaks. I tell you, they, you really need to be live on that. That's no, no, nobody needs to hear that. We were just talking about how our poor board guy has to <laughs> listen to our conversation during the break. <laughs> he probably doesn't. He probably takes his headphones off and throws them against the wall or something. You know. Right. Okay, y'all. We are. Well, this is it. The final countdown. Yeah, we got to hurry. Here yeah, we lightning round. We do. We have a lot of questions. So, so. Think about it. Put it in a nutshell, okay? Not right, a coconut, we'll but a pecan. Here right. we go. So somebody says, I receive texts all the time about people wanting to purchase my home. Generally, what is the best way to go about that? Making sure that you have someone, um, a, a real estate agent that you feel comfortable with, that uh, has your best interest at heart. 
don't try and go about it on your own because someone will try and take advantage of you. You've heard of these things online, the orchard, and uh, I I get the you know I get a call I get I mean you know get different calls. I have a, a rental property in Coppell, you know that I bought for three twenty five back in two thousand six. The latest offer was seven hundred. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. The guy goes, why don't you want to sell this house? <laughs> I go, because it's a 401k with a driveway. That's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have good renters. I would never want to put them out, you know. They're good people. And where are they going to go, you know. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I said, I already told them I'd sell it when I'm 70, and that's down the road a bit. So. so maybe just do your due diligence. Yeah, absolutely. Those places that are sending you stuff in the mail, I get them too. I equate that to buying milk from a gas station. You can do it, right. but you're paying a premium for the convenience. That's right. the truth. That's the or truth. Or if you're buying Borden instead of Walmart van. Uh, you know, Great value. Orchard. I don't know. I mean, like they say that they pay you twice. Orchard. They say they give you a fair offer, and then if it sells for more, they give you more. Something like that. I don't know. But those people that are texting you, are not look, they're, not, they're not in your best interest because the, the things that they've offered me are way below what uh, – what those other places, Open Door and places like that. I just, you know, test right. it and look at them. All right, here we go. Good morning. I just did a cash-out refinance in February. Pulled out of my built-up equity uh, to make some remodels and double the home size. When can I refinance to pay that down in some of my cards? Lower my interest, that's at 3.56%, and hopefully pull out more to build a garage. $116,000 loan, $1,400 a month with escrow. Home value is 150, but with the new additions and upgrades, hoping the value shoots up. They are in North Dallas, or they're in Dallas, North Oak Cliff. And they say thank you. Year. It's a year from the day that you closed on your other loan, or the day your loan funded is uh, uh, to do another cash out refinance. Uh, one thing that you might think about is you might have to have a new survey since you've added on and stuff to the house, added square footage. Uh, that's uh, that might be something that comes into play just you know as a reminder but yeah it would be a year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all well, right oh did you have something to add I was gonna say you're absolutely right about the the 12 months but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to start the process on that yeah. 12 months it means you have to complete you can complete the I, process well just to tell you I had somebody that's that need wants to close on a cash out in May I locked them on 80 days on a cash out because he was afraid of the rates going up Mm. So I locked them on 80 days. Oh, all right. Okay. Any more? Because we have more questions. Yeah, let's go. Here we go. Credit score of 800, zero credit card debt, no auto, no auto loans. Excuse me. I purchased a $235,000 home last year at 2.9%. My wages increased to over 170000 recently, and I'm interested in upgrading to more space and a bigger yard. But I've only rebuilt my savings back to about 10000 there's about $50,000 in equity. I want to keep the home and rent it, but I access the equity for closing on a new home. Can that be done? You can do a cash-out refinance on something like that. If you, um, like I said, if you're going to keep make the six payments, you're going to hold it, you can. Uh, then look down the road to buy, you know, another house. I'd say that that interest rate and the price for your home is something I'd want to stay, to keep. Yeah, because an interest rate cash out under your scenario right now is right around 4.75 with an APR of 4.89, just to let you know. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Oh, we kind of talked about this, but someone wants to know, is Open Door a good way to sell your house? I have no idea. I've only listened to their spiel, but they basically 
they offer you a deal and then kind of like a realtor they want uh they want 12 percent uh their fees basically i've dealt with open door as the seller and i've had mm -hmm. my buyers purchase from them that was a you know an okay experience mm -hmm. but again it's 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 you're paying a premium for the convenience right all right okay ready for the next one Hello, I'm wanting to see what I can realistically get myself into as far as a home is concerned. I'm 27, single, $60,000 a year, 787 credit score, $15,000 cash currently, I'm guessing to put down, 30,000 student loans, but is the only debt I currently have, diverse credit portfolio, no previous renting history. Thank you. That's a you. That's a William question. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of info. Come, I know. Let me take come a, a little closer. <laughs> I'm 27, single, 60k a year. So that'd be perfect. Thirty thousand yeah. in student loan debt. Yeah, I, I and that's think the only debt they have. Yeah, I, I think that you are um, very good candidate for qualifying. Now, 15k may not be enough to purchase for your entire purchase, but it is a very healthy down payment, and um, you wouldn't be too far off from being able to purchase to purchase. I'd say call in and, and talk to one of the purchase loan officers here at Texas Lending and um, find out exactly how much it's going to cost for cost for you. Yeah, because you won't know unless you call. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just crunchy numbers. Yeah. So. I mean, it, 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 pay, it pays to find out exactly what you're getting yourself into ahead of time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, we've run out of time. Oh, no. Sadly, we didn't get to all of our questions. I'm so sorry. If we'll you text it in text, your question, yeah. we will answer you in a text um, before we leave the studio. Gentlemen, any last words before we close out? Real quick. You've got like two seconds each. Love you, Mom. And <laughs> Gary? <laughs> Love you. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Love my grandkids and my kids. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us this wonderful Saturday. We look forward to seeing you next Saturday and answering your questions here on DFW Sports Station 105.3 The Fan. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.